Hey guys, thank you for tuning in. Please subscribe, rate, and review the show wherever you can. On today's show, we will talk about a little bit more of the attack on the Capitol. Joe Biden has been inaugurated, and we are also going to discuss the upcoming impeachment on Donald Trump and why I'm a little irritated about that. Plus, we will discuss the new nutbag in Congress, Marjorie Taylor Greene. My name is Brian Rundle. This is Run's House. Let's get it started. Well, hey there, everybody. Long time no pod. Taking a couple weeks off. Trying to take a little bit of a break again. Got some work to do and trying to, I don't know, I'm trying to focus on a little bit more positive things. This world is getting pretty sad, pretty depressing. Not that I'm depressed. I'm not saying I'm depressed, but it just it gets uh, gets a little taxing after a while. So I'm trying to watch some more positive things. I've come across, I know I'm probably late to the game and everybody's like, are you serious? Are you just now seeing these? But I just started watching the um, videos of the younger generation reacting to songs that I would love. And I'm, I'm, I'm obsessed with them now. I can't stop watching them. Because I'm, I'm very, I, I love music. I have a very visceral reaction when it comes to music. So I love watching the reactions of a younger generation not just listening and reacting to them, but appreciating. And a lot of them even saying, I don't know what the hell my music is doing. This this is music. This is what we really should be celebrating. So I'm really digging those. I, I love them so much. I can't stop watching them. couple guys, Twins, The New Trend. Those are my favorite. They apparently are the biggest ones right now on the... Reaction game. Even Barack Obama made an appearance on their show, so that tells you how big they got. But anyway, I like them. So I've just been watching those, and, you know, right before I go to bed, sometimes I say to myself, okay, I'm going to watch one more, and then five videos later, I'm watching five more of them, and next thing you know, it's past midnight, and it's finally time to go to bed. But there's a lot of them, and I like them. So I don't know if you guys watch those too, but I, I enjoy those a lot. And, you know, it's easier to go to bed with a smile on your face than getting yourself all riled up and pissed off about what's going on in this world. Yeah, ever since I did my last podcast, there was a inauguration. Joe Biden was sworn in as president. And for normal, sane people, we all expected it. And we were like, yeah, of course. But there were some crazy, insane people out there who expected that that was not going to go down that day. They expected what they were told to believe. Q has told them that on the day of the inauguration, the storm, they called it, was the big storm. And the day of the inauguration was going to be the day of reckoning for the baby-eating child-molesting Democrats, that as Joe Biden, Hillary Clinton, and Barack Obama 
Bill Clinton, Michelle Obama, and the rest of them, as they all gather around as to what they think was going to be an inauguration, the FBI was going to come in and gather them all up and throw them all in prison. And in the middle of it, Donald Trump was going to interrupt all broadcasts, like Joker style, like the Joker did in Batman or something like that. And he was going to interrupt all broadcasts just to let the world know that he is still in charge of the United States of America. Now, sadly for them, really sadly for all of us, sadly for them because their dream didn't come true, sadly for us is because we have to live amongst these people. It, that did not happen. I don't know how many of you guys out there listen to The Daily, the New York Times podcast. That's a phenomenal, it's probably the number one podcast, one of the top podcasts in, in all of podcasts. But they did one about the inauguration and the QAnon people believing this garbage. And they actually had some clips and some audio of a few people on that day talking to each other and talking about the big day and they were all excited and jazzed up and one guy even took off work. Could you imagine being the boss at work and hearing that you took off work because you were going to watch the big day, the the day of the storm, the day that all that garbage was to take place. But anyway, they were talking to each other, jazzed up, and as time was going on, they were getting a little bit more concerned. Time went on even more. They were getting really concerned. And then after it was all over, some of them actually felt like they were duped. And I don't know. I think a lot of us tried to tell you that you were getting duped the entire time. Some of them are still holding on. They're like, well, listen, this obviously isn't the big master plan. The big master plan's coming. But it's my understanding this Q character, he, he's a high-level government official, I thought, or had access to it. So, you know, why would they – listen to me. Why would they? I'm trying to make sense of this. There, it, it, there is no sense to it. None. There's really no sense to anything that's going on right now. I mean, I still – that tack on the Capitol. I mean, the more videos that I'm watching and, you know, everything that is coming out, it is scarier and scarier than I thought. I mean, it was just really crazy. And I don't, I'm pretty sure we haven't seen all the videos. They may be um, saving that for the impeachment trial, which the more I'm hearing about and the more I'm thinking about this impeachment trial, I'm getting more and more irritated and frustrated by it, but I'll get into that in a minute. But I was reading a story about how some of the insurrectionists, the people who were there to stop the steal, they were there because their guy did not win and the election was stolen from him. Turns out some of those people there that got arrested didn't even vote. They didn't even vote. So how about screw you? And I don't want to hear, well, they lived in states where Trump was going to win anyway. I don't care. If you did not participate in the voting process, you do not have any credibility, nor should you have any voice or opinion on this if you did not vote, period. I don't care what state you were from. I don't care how much Donald Trump was supposed to win by. If you did not vote, shut up. 
I'm not interested in your opinion. Quite frankly, I'm not interested in the opinion of somebody who thinks the election was stolen when even Donald Trump's people, Republican governors, Republican secretaries of state, Republican attorney generals, uh, Republican judges all came out and said, no, this was about as fair as it got. One of them said that it was the most secure election in the history of our country. I'm not interested in you either. But, I mean, if you voted, at least I'll listen to you for a second until you start telling me that it was stolen, and then I'll say, okay, I don't want to talk to you anymore because you're a a fool. You're not making any sense. I I like a good debate. I like hearing other people's opinions. But there's a difference between opinion and fact. And when you're arguing facts, I'm not going to be part of that conversation anymore. And I would suggest anybody out there Go ahead and do the same because you're wasting your time. But anyway, Joe Biden is president, guys. He is officially the president, and he came in and basically overturned a ton of things. I think it was like 40 different executive orders, overturned a lot of Donald Trump's BS. I mean, he rejoined the Paris Climate uh, Accord. He stopped production of that worthless wall, mass mandates in all federal buildings, Anybody wants to fight for our country, and that includes transgender people, can. He halted the Keystone Pipeline, signed an executive order to promote racial equality, and he lifted the ban on Muslim travel to the United States. So, you know, so far, so good. Now, of course, even I say you cannot govern through executive orders, but you know what? We're getting in there, and we're kickstarting it off, and we're going to take care of the stuff really early, right off the bat. And now it's time to get to work. He uh, met with recently 10 different Senate Republicans to discuss the COVID relief plan, and they need to hurry because we needed this plan about four months ago, maybe even longer ago. And uh, it's something that needs to be settled quickly. And the bottom line is this. The Republicans are not going to agree with what the Democrats want. So it's time for the Democrats to do what the Republicans always did. Just say, screw you if you're not on board with us and we're moving forward anyway. You've got the votes now. Now, it's a little tricky. we got a couple of senators out there. Joe, uh, Joe Manchin from West Virginia and um, Kristen Simina of Arizona. They're both Democrats, but they're... They're almost half Republicans a little bit because they come from districts that and states that are very Republican. Arizona obviously turned blue, but West Virginia is about as red as it gets. So Joe Manchin has to walk a little bit of a fine line. But I think when it comes to the COVID relief package, the Democrats will all be on board, and it's time to get this thing moving. By my next podcast, there should be a, uh, a COVID relief plan. We also have to ramp up the distribution of the vaccine. Uh, Like only 3% of the country has taken just the first shot. And less than that, obviously, has taken the second shot. So, you know, this is something we all need to get on board on. And I've certainly made the decision already that once I can get it, I certainly will go out and get it. And I hope all of you are too. If anybody is listening to this and you have the opportunity to get it now and you haven't, I think, you know, make plans to do it as soon as you possibly can because, you know, we all get vaccinated as soon as we possibly can. The quicker this thing will start to go away out of our lives. Yes, I know it's not going to be out of our lives forever and we might have to blah, 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 blah. I get it. I get it. 
but at least go back to normal. That's what I'm looking for. At least somewhat normal. Like I said, we're, we can all travel again and not feel uh, like we're causing anybody harm by traveling or going to baseball games or football games, concerts, you know, the things we love to do, having parties, going out to bars and drinking with your friends. And I know a lot of people are out there doing that anyway. They don't care. They're just going to do it anyway. But, you know, hopefully if you are doing it, you're doing it responsibly, social distancing and doing it outside maybe. But outside of that, I mean, I I want to get back to normal. We all do. So hopefully if you have the opportunity to take the shot that you do. Now, Next week, we have the second impeachment of Donald Trump. And I said earlier, I'm getting a little irritated and frustrated by the impeachment talk. And really what I'm getting irritated and frustrated by is just the whole setup of this impeachment and what it really means and who's really in charge of it. And I mean, don't get me wrong. This impeachment had to happen. There's no question about it. There's no way they could have not impeached Donald Trump, which they did. But the ramifications for the crime that he is being charged for, to me, really, are they that big of a deal? And are they that big of a deal in comparison to any normal citizen that would have to go to trial for inciting an insurrection on the capital of the United States. A few weeks ago, I used the um, example of, let's say it was Obama who didn't win, and a regular citizen like Louis Farrakhan had people all riled up for six months and invited people to Washington, D.C., and got them all jazzed up and said, we have to fight. And other people were on there saying, you know, trial by combat and all these crazy things. And they stormed the Capitol. Are you saying that nothing would happen to this guy? The ramifications of Donald Trump being convicted are a few things. One, he won't get the perks of the presidency anymore. I'm listening to these things and I'm going, okay, well, I mean, I guess that's the first one. I guess when somebody's convicted of murder and they go through all the charges they go through the small charges first and I'm thinking okay maybe we're going through the small charges and the second one is if he's convicted then they can vote again to see whether or not he can run for office now it's my understanding you guys can correct me if I'm wrong he has to be convicted in order for it to go to that step if he's not convicted then it doesn't even go to this step. So let's say he's convicted. The second one is is that he will never be able to run for federal office ever again. So he loses perks of the presidency and he can no longer run for president. Okay, what next? Six people, five people died in this thing. Not to mention the other thing that's really irritating me is the jury is the senator's. And 45 of 50 senators, Republican senators, just came out and said, well, we don't even think this trial is constitutional, which it is, because there have been trials before. There have been impeachments before of Congress people in the past who have been impeached, and the trial continued after they left office. So it is constitutional, but you already have a large sloth of Republicans basically saying, you know, 
impeach all you want to. We're not convicting them. It's clear. Look, we don't even think this is constitutional. If we don't think it's constitutional, then how are we going to impeach or how are we going to convict Donald Trump? Bring all the witnesses and everything that you want to. He could come out and even admit, yeah, he's 100% at fault. Doesn't matter. We think it's unconstitutional. So by law, we have to acquit Donald Trump of all charges. I mean, that is ridiculous. Could you imagine the OJ trial and the jury there saying, we don't think this trial is constitutional and saying, because we don't think it's constitutional. Now he got acquitted anyway, which I still think was one of the most ridiculous things in the history of our country, but that's a whole different show. But I mean, am I missing something? I I didn't, I never heard anything about how Donald Trump will serve any jail time for inciting a riot inciting an insurrection against the capital of the United States. I read one thing. It was perfect. They had the best point out of anything that I've read. This is true. You're telling me there was uh, an attack on the capital of the United States in Washington, D.C., where the president of the United States was located, and not one Secret Service person grabbed the president and put him in a secure location. No. Why didn't they? Of course they didn't because he incited this. He was loving it. He was sitting there on TV watching this, smiling and thinking it was the greatest thing in the world and looking around at others wondering why they weren't as happy as he was. I mean, what is this? And this is the kind of stuff that irritates me even more. Not to mention, it just seems like nothing's going to happen from this. Nothing. You're going to have some poor schlubs and... I really don't think they're poor schlubs. I still think they're idiots. But brainless idiots who got all jazzed up and jacked up based on a complete lie, they're going to spend years in jail, if not maybe the rest of their life. While Donald Trump, who incited this whole thing, gets nothing. Nothing. Now, there may be other charges pressed against him from a civil side, which, okay, but still... Like with OJ, when you murder two people, I prefer to see you in jail. I mean, he did get a civil suit thrown at him, which he lost, and he lost badly. But OJ murdered two people and got away with it. That is insane. And Donald Trump's going to get away with this. Now, I'm projecting. It seems to me like this trial's already over. And yes, even though we already know the outcome, it still needs to go through. And people are going to be watching this one. Because, you know, like the Ukraine one, even though it was pretty simple and cut and dried, there's not a lot of excitement to that thing, which is sad. Because a lot of Americans, if it doesn't hold your attention enough, like, a, I don't know, those housewives of Beverly Hills or... um, you know, what's The Bachelor and all these other drama shows. If it doesn't hold your attention, people aren't going to watch. But this one's going to hold people's attention. People are going to be watching. Why? Because there's violence, there's screaming and cursing and Donald Trump and all kinds of shady characters involved. There's a shaman that walks around like a nutball. So people will pay attention to this one. And the only thing I can hope now is that some of these senators wake up and go, this is pretty bad, and we can't allow this to happen. I mean, this you just can't. And one thing I'm kind of hoping, because Mitch McConnell is always making moves and he's always playing little games here, 
I'm just hoping that after Rand Paul made everybody get up and cast a vote whether or not it was unconstitutional or not and Mitch McConnell knew he had to get up and, and vote or not vote and play his cards, I think he thought to himself, this trial is going through anyway. There's no way we're going to come back and say it wasn't unconstitutional and there's not going to be a trial. So let me just go through the motions here. And then once we get through the trial, I can change my mind and say, hey, I looked at the evidence and now I think he should be convicted. That's a hope. It probably isn't going to come true. But at the end of the day, it's still a hope. Now, speaking of something better happened to this particular person, this Marjorie Taylor Greene, Marjorie Taylor Greene, she is, if you took Sarah Palin and sprinkled in some Michelle Bachman and topped her off with a Lauren Boebert, you have this incredible nutbag who is making waves in Congress, and now she's like the hottest thing on the Republican side, and people love her. And I see people refer to her as controversial. I'm like, no, she's not controversial. Controversial means there's two sides to something there, and you can make a case for either side. Like Dr. Jack Kevorkian, he was controversial. Remember that lady Terry Schiavo or whatever, the one who was in the coma, and it was whether or not they one family says she could pull the plug, the husband says no, and there was a controversy. That's controversial. She's just an idiot. Period. She's a dummy, she's an idiot, and she's nuts. I know you guys already heard all of the Jewish lasers starting the wildfires in California. You probably have seen the video where she's chasing down David David Hogue, one of the kids who lost classmates in the Parkland shooting. She called the Sandy Hook shooting a hoax. She's on video saying that the Las Vegas shooter... Well, obviously, this was a Democratic operative to take down people who liked country music because if people who like country music died by a gun, then maybe they'll wake up and say, hey, let's take away the guns too. I mean, this lady, she's in Congress. And not only is she in Congress, but they're making her an appointee to, like, Education, this is the education board. They're ba- they're, she's an appointee on some education committee, and that just blows my mind. Now, at least the Democrats have said, you have a couple days to take her off that committee. If you don't, the House is going to. So we're going to let you guys do the right thing and at least take her off of there. And then you need to start working on getting her out of Congress altogether because she's dangerous, she's nuts, and she has no business being a congressperson of the United States of America. You know, one thing I will say that is a little bit alarming, and I thought about this the other day, and I had some um, validation to my thought when I was listening to the Lincoln Project uh, podcast the other day. I was thinking, you know what I'm starting to notice more and more from these insurrectionists and uh, crazy people? I'm seeing a lot more women involved in this. And it's not just there. Like, I have friends that are married to people, and you go on there, and you just see the batshit crazy stuff they're putting online, and they are adamant. I'm talking about every single half hour. I'm not talking about just every day. Every half hour, there's something new about a conspiracy, about the Democrats, about this and that, and I'm just like, oh my god. And the one guy said, now, I don't know that this is true, but... Uh, the one guy says that women spend 30 
uh, percent more time online and on social media than men do. So they're seeing a lot more of these conspiracy theories and craziness and all this stuff, and it's making them conspiracy theorists and crazy as well. Um, again, I don't know how much that part of it's true, but I am noticing a lot more women becoming, I mean, not just part of the movement, movement, but the most vocal. I mean, very vocal about this. And, you know, I've said before on this show many times, if you heard my show, women are the more intelligent gender. There's no question in my mind about that. So when I see women being so loud and vocal about this, it concerns me. Now, at the end of the day, I still think that women overall are the more intelligent gender. And of course, the women in this audience are far superior than most when it comes to thought and intelligence. I don't know. That's just, that's weird to me. I don't know. Have you guys noticed the same thing? Let me know. And you can let me know by emailing me at runshousepodcast at gmail.com. If you could do me a favor, please subscribe, rate, and review the show wherever you can. I thank you guys for listening to this show and hope you can tune in to more. If you have any friends, family, please recommend the show to them. I would truly appreciate that. Thank you guys for listening to this one, and we'll talk again to you guys soon.